Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Brandon. My name is Asan. How you doing, Asan? I'm good, man. Just scrolling through Instagram. Nice, nice. Uh, you liking some posts? No, nah, I don't like posts. Commenting? No, nah, I just lurk. Wow. One of those guys, huh? Yeah, I'm one of those guys. Uh, Well, what do you want to talk about today? We're here to do one thing and one... Th- we're going to skate to one song and one song only. <laughs> No, we're gonna we're gonna we're here to talk about one thing and one thing only. What what is that thing? That thing is uh, a a movie that casually came out um, called Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. It took me a second. <laughs> you forgot already? Uh, yeah, it was a long movie. It was long. You just you just saw it. I did. Like, ju- just moments before. Yes. Pressing record. It finished. Uh, we set up all the gear in the movie theater ahead time <laughs> ahead of time. I wanted to do the episode. Security was not happy about it. (laughs) I wanted to do the episode, actually, just you and I in the theater giving, like, live action commentary. It would just have to be whispers. Instead of, like, animated commentary? (laughs) uh, (laughs) I mean, like, you could hit play on the podcast. Oh, like like a real-time, like, movie companion thing? Yeah, and you could put it in headphones in the movie. Oh, I see you. But uh, it would be all whispers, so I don't think anyone wants that. Like the Ying Yang Twins version of this podcast? (laughs) Yeah. Hey y'all, listen, welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. Boom, 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 boom. There's the beat going on throughout, but we're like, oh, check out Iron Man over there. Oh, wow. We do do all our same usual bits, but just (laughs) yin-yang twin style. I like to shout out uh, my brother Ryan. We know. Well, we know. <laughs> Neil deGrasse, Ying Yang, the long lost member of the Ying Yang Twins, Neil deGrasse. Neil, Degra- Neil deGrasse, Neil deGrasse, Ying Yang. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, the Avengers, Avengers in game. Uh, oh man, fresh out. We're gonna we're gonna talk openly about it. So if you have not seen the movie, yeah, uh, we're gonna spoil this thing it. from the beginning. So don't don't listen to this if you haven't seen it. Uh, I I guess maybe for the, for those who are interested who value our opinions but haven't seen it yet and don't want to hear spoilers, I guess we can give our, like, immediate, rea- like, non-spoilery reactions, like, real quick, and then we'll dive into spoilers. Uh, what did you think about, what did you think of the movie? Okay, overall so quality, I know, I know you're a much bigger Marvel guy than I am. Okay. Uh, I thought it was good, and it, it wrapped it up really well. It was uh, epic, for sure. If you had to give it a letter grade, what would you give it? I would give it an A-. minus. Okay. If you had to give it a number grade, one through ten, what would you give it? A, a nine, because that would be an A minus. Really? Yeah. I don't care. I guess a plus so. would be ten. Oh, really? No. Yeah. Uh, what no. about you? Uh, what are you asking me? Uh, uh what'd you think? And a letter grade, and then number. Apparently, I thought it was. I enjoy. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes. Um, I thought it was. It, it was everything I could have hoped for in a conclusion to this era of films. And I give it a... I give it an 8 out of 10. Ooh. And I give it a B plus. Okay. Okay. So not too terribly far from where, where you ranked it. Yeah. Uh, B just doesn't sound as good as A. That's that's true. But yeah, so that those are our immediate reactions. Every, every, everyone go see the movie and decide for yourself. But let's get into spoilers so we can really talk about yeah. this movie. Yeah, so, oh man. First up, Tony Stark, dead. No, we'll get into that later. But uh, did you see Captain Marvel? Um, I've seen all these movies. Okay, so I didn't see Captain Marvel. And I going into it, I was like, that's fine. I don't need to see it. And then 
the one of the first things is Captain Marvel, and I was like, I knew I should have seen it. Yeah. So what is what is Captain Marvel's uh, deal? What's her powers? Uh, well, uh, her powers are. Uh they're uh, inconsistent, and they are whatever the screenwriters need them to be in any given moment. Okay. Uh, basically, her character was given, uh, well, not even given. She acquired the powers on accident in the movie. Like, is she from Earth? Yes and no. She's from Earth. <laughs> yeah, it's it's complicated. Okay. She's from Earth. Basically, so a brief recap of the movie Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was from Earth but was taken to space and doesn't remember her past on Earth. And she was a fighter pilot while she was on Earth, and she was in a super secret program that they were dealing with some alien technology, and she doesn't know any of that. But we discover all that, and what we discover is her her uh, superior officer uh, is an alien, but a good alien, and um, was basically recruiting her to, like, join their whatever, right? Okay. And her her superior was tasked with protecting this this like MacGuffin, this whatever like piece of technology that they were trying to keep from some bad aliens uh-huh. and that in a in a scuffle to try to protect that thing from the bad aliens it explodes and gives captain marvel the powers of the device and it's basically she can harness i think they call it like proton energy so like okay. light molecules and stuff like that so like that's why she is just like a, a flash of light. Yeah, she can control proton energy. So like the energy of like the sun kind of. And she can also breathe in space. She can breathe in space. And she can also apparently travel at light speed. Yeah, she can do all okay. that because protons travel at the speed of light. So okay. okay, she can shoot that stuff from her hands and pretty much anywhere. Uh, yeah. Okay. And she's like the strongest Avenger in terms of like physical overall like power and stuff like that. Okay. But the powers and how. Ha- and how effective they are against enemies is very inconsistent in her movie and also in this movie. Yes, because she showed up to save Tony, who was stranded, he said, like, light years away from anyone. Yeah. Uh, and not knowing her powers, I was like, huh? Now right. they're back on Earth and she's carrying the ship down. Yeah. In what, in what because of the editing, feels like five minutes. Right. <laughs> Felt like a five-minute trip right. across the galaxy. <laughs> Uh, so, all they had to do was have a scene where she opens a wormhole and carries him through it or something. Right. But they right, didn't right. do that, so it feels kind of awkward. She's just on the outside of the ship, and then she's bringing the ship back to Earth. Yes. So, I guess, to kind of organize our thoughts so we're not just, like, rambling, like, hey, remember that one part? Right. Uh, what did you like about the movie? Okay. And we'll, we'll and then I'll go, and then we'll talk about the things we maybe had some issues with. Uh, the things that I liked about the movie, uh, I thought it wrapped up well. You mean the movie itself or like uh, the... It wrapped up the, the whole franchise. Okay. Well, um, I like, I loved in the last movie that they killed off half their characters and I realized that they can't keep them dead. Right. Especially the ones that are like their top... Money makers. Er, yeah. Earning <laughs> yeah, properties. Yeah. They're not yes. going to kill Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. Like it's not happening. But I'm really glad that Tony Stark died. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm really glad that Captain He's, America... Yeah. Uh, is not he had a happy ending uh-huh. uh but he's he not he went to a massage parlor and... <laughs> i don't Paid remember that. i don't remember that scene it was in the it was the post uh credit oh it was scene. a stinger yeah. i shouldn't have left yeah, i should have stayed i know that was a, a decoy everyone said there's not a post credit scene um and then black widow uh dies permanently as well yeah uh and... which i we'll get to that but <laughs> yes go ahead uh uh yeah i liked that there were some 
permanent consequences to yeah. their... And you also hate Scarlett Johansson. I do. Gotcha. So it was yeah. great to see her uh, dead. Did you enjoy her hairstyle Like after the five years and she had grown out? Uh, the red and blonde ombre situation. Yes. You enjoyed that. She looked. She looked like she's had a rough five years. Yeah. It also. And looked, she died it herself. It also looked really crazy because I think that's one of those moments where like you really have to suspend your disbelief. And I think the filmmakers maybe should have went in a different direction because they're expecting us to like not know that Scarlett Johansson is not a natural redhead. So like it doesn't. I know they want us oh. to. Oh, she's not. I know, but that was supposed to be her natural hair. Yes, that was the idea to, uh, oh. to, to to drill home the fact that oh, a lot of time has passed because it was blonde. She had dyed it blonde in uh, Civil War, or whatever the oh. last one was. It is like oh, her hair's grown out, and you can see the blonde on the. It was to drive that home. It was oh, like a visual I, cue. I thought the exact opposite. You thought because, she went out and got that crazy hairstyle? Yeah, <laughs> I thought she was like, you know what? She's like, I'm gonna dye my hair. Hawkeye did it. I'm doing it. Everyone's doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> there were a that lot makes, of haircut jokes in this sense. movie. Yes, there were. So there was the there was the Thor haircut joke. There was the yeah. He's the, like Captain fat. Marvel cuts her hair. There was uh, also yeah, that looking like Katy Perry. Yeah. yeah. There was also that joke uh, that uh, what's his name makes uh, uh, War Machine. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, Rody, and then and then the Scarlett Johansson thing was also another thing. Yeah, Hawkeye. Hawkeye's hair was I, crazy. The row behind me uh, in the movie theater was all like these white Guys middle with school. Pompadours? <laughs> oh, <laughs> these these white middle school kids, these uh-huh. boys, uh, and I'm pretty sure they went to Great Clips right now to get that exact hairstyle. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of haircut jokes in the movie, which is I thought was kind of weird. But um, <laughs> you know what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is missing? Haircut jokes. Yeah, really bad. Hey, it's like someone watched all the movies up until now. They're like, you know what? If there's one thing this franchise is missing is really bad wigs. <laughs> if we could get some bad wigs, I think we really are on to something here. Um, but no, so uh, you didn't like the Scarlet. So yeah, that's what they wanted us to believe is like. But I think where that fails is like it doesn't read is like, oh, it's been a while and Scarlett Johansson's hair has grown out because we know she's not a redhead. So it just looks like she right. went out and got a crazy hairstyle. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, could you uh uh could you dye my hair red and then bleach the tips? <laughs> right. <laughs> that, well, I figured she probably did it herself because she's like still at the Avengers headquarters. Mm-hmm. She's the only one there. So she's not having only a rough time. Ha- under her watch, half the population has died, but they also <laughs> went back to defeat Thanos, but still couldn't do it a second time. And she thought, you know what? You know what has to change? My hairstyle. <laughs> right. No, that's funny. Um, yeah, so you, you like that she's dead. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh I it it worked well because it feels like they replayed the Avengers greatest hits with the time travel stuff. Yes, this whole movie played like a greatest hits. Yes. Uh and at the same time, it, like if you're a serious fan, it's like a trivia night. Like yeah. <laughs> Hey, remember that time when uh, they had to battle to save New York and the Hulk went crazy? <laughs> oh, man. That was crazy, right? And just like little details here and there and the Tesseract and like mm-hmm. the, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, and Loki was back. And uh-huh. yeah, you can see everyone in the previous movies to connect. Like, oh, wow, it's been 10 years. Mm-hmm. As it, it's really been 10 years, right? It's been 11 years, actually. Oh, the first Iron Man 1 was released in 2008. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and yeah. So I thought as a a concluding movie, although I read 
that this is actually not the final movie in the this arc. Uh, <clears throat> Spider-Man Far From Home. So mm-hmm. now I have another one I have to That see. makes sense. Um, but yeah, uh, what, what did you like about it? I Okay, so I thought... It, one one of the first word that stuck out in my mind when the credits started to roll was classy. I felt like the movie wasn't. This is gonna sound weird for a movie that like is ninety percent visual effects fight sequences. Mm-hmm. I felt like the movie wasn't overly indulgent. Uh, mm. In in the way that a movie that knows that it's the grand ending to a big finale of a franchise that everyone loves, I don't feel like it was like overindulgent it was definitely indulgent in like it gave us the moments that it knew we would want and it also gave us moments that we knew would hit us in the gut but i don't think it the movie itself wasn't like uh, it wasn't like self-important in a in a way that like some of these movies can be um even though this movie (laughs) deserves the opportunity to do that i don't i think it showed real restraint for the filmmakers to to kind of make a a movie that was a little bit more subtle than what it could have been. Yeah. Um so I really enjoyed that. It was very classy. I loved um Captain America. I'm, I'm getting choked up. I'm kidding. I'm, I I was in the theater, but I loved Captain America's moments uh with um Peggy Carter. Uh, Who's Peggy? Oh, uh his love Yeah, interest. his old flame. That's her na- uh, his Peggy, character name? Peggy Carter, yeah. Oh. I thought it was something some of the first name. It's but- Margaret Carter, but Peggy for short. Because uh, Peggy is short for Because that's what I saw on the door backwards. Yeah, yeah Marge, Marge uh, <laughs> Carter doesn't have a ring to it. Um, uh, but I loved that the movie itself was trying to do a lot, but I loved that it managed to give every character, not necessarily something to do, and we'll get into that, but it gave every character kind of a moment. And like mm-hmm, a, uh, mm-hmm. and it felt as which much is as difficult it, to do, with right? I was gonna say, characters. as much as it could, it felt balanced amongst the groups in terms of screen time. So, shout out to the editors and the editing team because they had to jump back and forth between a lot of different things. And like, nothing felt like it was slighted except yeah. Nick Fury. I'm upset about that, right? He just showed up <laughs> at the end, yeah. And the kid from Iron Man 3, who's a, a, a teenager now, I guess. Oh, yes, that kid. He was in the funeral in scene. The fu- yeah, I was like, who's this yeah, kid? I feel like they added him in post just so they have that card to play if they want right. in future movies. Like, yeah, we can have him be Iron Man or something. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, uh, do we still have that kid's photo? <laughs> Let's see if we can CGI. Uh, they're, they're, they love doing that now, like aging people up and oh, making people there was younger. A there was that. a ton of that. They d- I th- it looked pretty good. For the most part, it looked yeah. good. I thought the what's-his-name looked crazy. Uh, Michael one? Douglas <laughs> in oh, the seventies. Yeah, I did. thought that looked. They tried to hide it with the hair, but it was just. It looked. Yeah. It looked crazy. Yeah. Um, I thought the aged up Chris Evans looked good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought. Yeah, but anyway, I think every character had a cool moment, which was great. Um, there were there were a couple good moments. Like I I pretty much called the the overall structure of this movie on mm-hmm. Facebook. <laughs> I just had an inkling of how this movie would, would go, and I wasn't completely off. There was obviously there, I don't know the movies. I didn't know the movie ahead of time, so like so there's some details and stuff that weren't a hundred percent. But like the overall structure of like yeah, okay, Ant Man immediately, is the key. yeah, immediately they're gonna go and confront Thanos, and that's not gonna go the way they planned. Uh, they think all hope is lost until Ant Man shows up and tells them how to time travel, and then uh-huh. we spend a bulk of the movie traveling through time. Right. Uh, so I, I and, pretty much and reviewing everything right, and then and final yes, battle scene. Yeah. Yes, I I, I kind of called that, but and I, at first I was kind of bummed. I was like, no, but there were still some surprises along the way that like 
I really didn't see coming. And like, um, yeah, it just felt fresh. And it was it was a movie that was three hours long that if you really look at it, didn't need to be three hours long. But I never felt bored, which I think is a testament to the filmmakers and also just my love for these characters. I could watch Robert Downey Jr. read the phone book and be entertained. Uh, Yeah. So that was those are my overall positive, (coughs) positive thoughts. I think everybody did a good job performance wise, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's get into the negative stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now all that's out of the way. Um, okay. Uh, so um, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna go out, and then I'm gonna come back. Uh, like fi- like physically? Do you want me to stop the yes? The computer? If you could, okay. yes. Uh, so in 2007, uh, mm-hmm. the year is, doesn't matter, but I ran a, a marathon, the LA marathon, and it's 26.2 miles. And they, everyone told me like the first 20 miles of the 26 Mm -hmm. is the first half. And the last six is, feels like the second half. And I was like, oh no, it's not, you're, you're crazy. And it's absolutely true. As soon as you hit mile 20, you're like, this is crazy how long this last six miles is. Mm -hmm. And it felt like the first 20 Marvel movies were the first half. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I just watched I watched so many characters and I watched so much stuff happen and it felt like I watched the the back half of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, I don't was, know what you're trying to say. <laughs> I'm trying to say that it, the movie was so long. Oh, yes, it was. It felt like the same length as the first 20 Marvel movies. Oh, yeah, no. it When... when um, there's a distinct moment where... It's after the battle of the final battle with Thanos, and you're like, oh, surely the movies there we're gonna see credits in five minutes, right? And then there's another thirty to forty minutes of the movie. You're like, wait, yeah, <laughs> what? Like, what? yeah, that that yeah. at that point I was like, okay, we're spending a lot of time with right. Thor right now. Like, I don't know, right, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Especially near the end, I was like, do we need to do we need to see this? I don't, yeah. yeah. Because there's like up front, there's like the whole grieving thing, and because it's like five years later. Well, up top, the the very first scene with Hawkeye and his family disappearing, yeah, felt like it could have been in the previous movie, yeah. And then, so then there's a lot of time there, and then a lot of time with time travel stuff, and then a lot of time with Thanos, and then like where are they now kind of stuff. So Mike, that takes me into my main complaint with this movie. My main complaint is this movie based on the amount of plot and story that is in this movie, yeah. could have been 30 additional minutes on the the last movie, and it yeah. would have accomplished exactly what they've yeah. accomplished totally. in this movie. Now I get they wanted to make two movies, but they took 30 minutes worth of story and stretched it to three hours. And even though I wasn't bored, in order to do that, you have to have some weird plot contrivances. And like this movie is full of deus ex machinas. Are you familiar with that concept? Uh, I'm familiar with the movie. Uh, uh, what is Ex Machina? Deus Ex Machina is any movie that has an android in it. No, uh, <laughs> a Deus and and one of the characters wants to have sex with it. That's what a Deus so Ex Machina is. That was definitely this movie. Yeah, because Nebula was given everyone sex eyes. <laughs> uh, no, so a Deus Ex Machina is this idea in in filmmaking, or really just in storytelling, where like the the central conflict of or hurdle of the movie that's stopping the protagonist from getting what they want is solved by some piece of technology that is 
that they really have little to nothing to do with. It just happens yeah. to work in their favor. And that this movie is full. And it's not necessarily to get the, it, I, I framed it wrong. It's not always to solve the problem. Like, but it's, it's a, any kind of, any instance where like, there's a, a hurdle for the plot, not necessarily for any specific character, but there's a hurdle for the plot and it's fixed with some arbitrary like piece of technology that none of the characters really have anything to do with. Is it specific to technology? Yes. It's okay. some kind of device or some kind of like, some kind of like, not a person. So, okay. So not like different. Captain Marvel at the beginning. Well, a person can be a deus ex machina if what they're doing is like some kind of technology or science or something that like other characters are not privy to or don't have any control okay. over. So like Captain Marvel in some of the instances in the movie is a deus ex machina because it's like, and honestly, how's Tony going to get back? Oh, here yeah, we exactly. go. Yeah. How are we going to get Tony out of the abyss that we needed him in to have the really cool opening scene? Right. Well, uh, there's, let's just throw a magic person in there to bring them back. Right. Right. That's a deus ex machina. There's, there's, hundreds of them in this movie and you need them because like this movie should be 30 minutes long <laughs> yeah like it should be as simple as oh this guy ant-man has a time machine uh let's problem go solved. <laughs> problem solved <laughs> let's go back in time uh get the things we need and then bring them back like yeah. but they they had to make it a three hour a three hour movie so it's like well we can't uh his time travel resources are limited for some reason Okay, what? So that and that's where all the problems for me stem from is like the screenwriters having to answer questions that they shouldn't have to answer if they don't need to make a three-hour movie. Right. And so there's lots of those, and and they and to their credit, they tried their best to like kind of hide them and make them feel organic to the story, uh -huh. and they did the best they could. But there are some really blaring ones, and I'm just like, like what else? Okay, so Captain Marvel is a Deus Ex Machina, and that really undercut for me that really does her character a disservice because she is supposed to be like the secret weapon. Like she is like Thanos wasn't expecting this cause she's not from earth. You know what I mean? He's uh -huh. used to all these earthly heroes and stuff, but captain Marvel and especially in her movie, like the captain Marvel movie really sets her up to be like the most baddest ass, like Avenger chick there is baddest the, ass, bad, bad assist, bad, bad is bad assist. Bad. Okay. Bad assist, yeah, bad assist, uh, Avenger that there is. But then in this movie, they, they can't let, her be that because like the movie would be over right like why so, doesn't she just uh, the whole time when she shows up in the final battle i'm like why why at this moment why not 20 okay, minutes ago okay and also why doesn't she just melt thanos from the atmosphere like why doesn't she just like right <laughs> you know what i mean like why and because you know the, we need a fight scene right so so yeah that's another thing is uh in the five years later and uh uh black widow is talking to the holograms of everyone and captain marvel with her new haircut, haircut yeah. uh she's like there's a lot of stuff happening on a lot of other planets you're probably not going to see me for a while and i was like <laughs> until you need me right in i was like got act. it the final scene you're going to be the the yeah. riding in mm -hmm. on a chariot to to save everyone mm -hmm. got it cool and that's exactly what which happened. almost begs the question why have her in the beginning of the movie period right like why not just wait to have because we as the audience know that she exists in the universe because we've seen the the captain marvel movie like i get you want the cute thor moment in the beginning to be like oh like right. I, I like this one like but she's there for five minutes and then continues to disappear and be where she was before the movie started yeah. so why not just have her show up in the third act like yeah. i don't 
I don't get it. Well, I know the answer to that question. The answer to that question is because they needed a cool stinger for the end of Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, well, we got to have her meet the Avengers before, you know. It's, 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 is that what happened at the end of Captain yes. Marvel? Okay. In the stinger, she they're, like, looking at something. It's like the it's like Captain America, Scarlett Johansson, and, like, uh, maybe Sam or one of the other characters is looking at something. And then, like, they're, like, they hear a noise and they turn around and they draw down with their weapons or whatever. And it's of Captain course. Marvel. And she's, like... Where's Thanos? And then it cuts to black or whatever. Gotcha. I'm like, why? Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, I can't really credit. I can't really use that as a uh, knock against the filmmakers because they. I'm sure that they the were movie, told the to movie do that. would be 30 minutes long <laughs> yeah, if right. if she was in it the whole time. Right. Yeah. So okay. So some of my other qualms with the movie uh, is there. Um, now look, I know it's a comic book movie. I know it's a superhero movie. So when things But the, the physics are just all wrong. <laughs> I don't have a problem with um plot holes when it comes to technology. So like I don't care that like Tony Tony Stark solves the problem of time travel uh on a whim uh, after very after quickly. dinner yeah. really quickly. Like I, that's Tony Stark. I mean, this is a guy who built a nuclear reactor that fits in his chest in a cave and we didn't ask how. Speaking of, uh, at the beginning of the movie he like pulls it off. He, in the last movie, he paid they paid lip service to it. He doesn't need it anymore. It's just a housing unit for the nano parts cuz okay. remember in Iron Man 3 he got the surgery to take all the pieces out. Okay. So okay. he doesn't need to wear that, but that's such an iconic look they gave a stupid it. reason for him to still have it on. Gotcha. It's, it just houses his suit now. Gotcha. Um but anyway, um I don't mind that he solved time travel in 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 five minutes and like now they can do it. I don't mind that like, oh Bruce Banner can, is for some reason is perma Hulk. Yeah, he's permanently <laughs> Hulk. Like, and we don't really we can just kind of gloss over that. Like, I don't I don't mind. I I definitely don't mind that Captain America can wield Thor's hammer and he's worthy. All of that is fine. What I was there any setup on that? Yes. Okay. So you got to pay more t- close attention to these okay. movies in the <laughs> Avengers. When uh, I mean, no offense to you or anyone who's like, what? <laughs> in the Avengers, there's a scene where Thor shows up. The and very first Avengers? Yes. Okay. And they're all in Tony's apartment or something like that. And uh, they're like, um, you know, Thor's like, no one can lift my hammer. I'm the, I'm the only one who. And he tries to lift it. And he tries to lift it and it budges a little bit. Because uh, uh, they all take a turn at trying to lift it. It may have been in a post credit scene. I don't know. But they're all trying to lift it. Like Tony tries with the Iron Man uh, thing on. Everyone tries it, but uh, Captain America moves it like an inch, and then Thor kind of sits up, and everyone laughs, and they, and it's kind of a funny moment. Um, so there's that. So there there is some precedent with that, gotcha. and then uh-huh. and it was a great. That's a great. If anything, it's a great metaphor from like for like where Cap's character is, uh-huh. um, and just a kind of nice like exclamation mark in the end of his sentence as a character. Yeah. But the, the things I have a problem with, like more of those like plot contrivance things, like. When when they establish in the beginning, it's like, oh, we're going to time travel, but uh, resources are limited because Hank Pym's dead and we don't have a lot of Pym particles. Right. So everyone has one trip and one trip back. So then why is not the first trip to go back to any time in history when Hank Pym is alive and bring him to the future? So now you have infinite time travel resources. Right. right. <laughs> but of course, no one seems to think of that. But these are the people who just figured out time travel. They're supposed to be the smartest people in the right. universe. Like your first wish should be <laughs> unlimited wishes. Obviously. Exactly. Everyone's seen Aladdin or Shazam. You pick one. <laughs> or sorry, Kazam. Yes. 
So like, why isn't that the first thing? And then, and then what makes it really bad is they double down on it. And later when Tony is like scrambled in the past, he's like, uh, stranded i said scrambled stranded in the past they're like oh let's find a time where the tesseract and hank pym were also together at the same time like they hit why? A, they hit a lot of stuff in why? that yeah why yeah no go to why do this crap shoot of a well let's try to find them together just go to hank pym any point in history yeah he could be at home in his bathtub right in the 90s just go there don't don't worry about two birds with one stone (laughs) if you get one of the birds you get unlimited stones (laughs) yeah it makes and 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 i would have no problem with this if this was like thor saying this but it's tony stark he's the smartest man in the movie yeah he should his first thought should be well our first move is to get hank pym like what we need more (laughs) Yeah, it's yeah, that that honestly that that was one thing like one plot contrivance that really bothered me while I was watching the movie. Everything else I've kind of like had cuz I saw the movie before you did, so I've had more time to stew on these things uh-huh. and they kind of rise to the top once you think about them more. But that was the one in the theater I'm like, why is nobody saying let's go get Hank Pym? Right. Why? I did go when they did that. I was like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, "Whatever. I I get it. Okay. I, I I guess they have to. Yeah, it's you need to put some kind of limits on it. I guess. Also, it bugged me because they were never, they never came down clearly on how time travel works in this universe. And yeah, they paid some lip service to it by 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 having a funny banter scene where they're like, "Haven't you seen uh, Back to the Future? Uh, Back to the Future? Or, all these movies, and like so it doesn't work like that." But then they never say how it does work, right? <laughs> and then and then there's that scene with Hulk, and he's talking to the Ancient One. The Ancient One's like, "Oh, well, when you when you move an Infinity Stone, it creates an alternate reality," and blah 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 blah. And then like, so like, how does it work? Because then they there was like a throwaway line where someone says like you can't bring someone from the past to the future or something, right? Yeah. But then and they're like, because their past is your present, and your present is your future, right? There's while that being funny, his past or whatever. Right? There's that funny scene, and so we're like, okay. So in that in my mind, I'm like, cool. They're about to start time traveling. These are the rules. You can't bring someone from the past to the future, except that's exactly what the bad guys do, and it works out just fine for them oh yeah (laughs) because nebula comes back not only do they find a way to the future nebula evil nebula from the past comes through with them with thanos and an entire army (laughs) (laughs) so like and then and then they not only that they double down on it by future nebula from our time shoots and kills her past self and nothing happens. Right. I was like, wait, so yeah. how does time travel work? Right. Exactly. I've, it felt like they w- looked at the end and went, okay, these are the things that we, That's w- how we exactly want it to wrap what up. Happened. And we can't explain with the, the traditional like movie explanation of how time travel works. We can't explain it that way. So let's make it up <laughs> some other way. We'll figure it out later. It's and like, then they just never did. It's like they wrote the script for Infinity, Infinity War, the Infinity War, and they were like, Okay, so our movie ends, everyone snaps, they disappear. And they're like, all right, let's go shoot it. They're like, wait, 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 we got to do another one after this. Do you guys kind of have an idea of what it... Yeah, uh, they'll time travel, they'll go back to the past, and they'll undo what Thanos did. Uh, do we want to expound on that? No, nah, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> right. And then they're like, all right, we're ready to shoot in-game. You got that script? They're like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> well, I, you said they're going to travel in the past. Why don't they just do that? Well, you see, because they have limited resources, right? Right? Okay, roll with me here. Okay, why didn't they roll just get more resources? Just go to where the resources uh, are. Because uh, because Tony's going to mess up. 
and okay. uh, they'll be stranded in in 2012, and okay. they'll and they'll and they'll have enough time for one trip, but they wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is yeah. it? If you really start tearing away at it, it's like. <sighs> Another thing that didn't make sense to me was, what are the rules of the snapping? Thank you. Because <laughs> Thank Thanos you. in the previous movie... So the Infinity Gauntlet is the biggest deus ex machina in this movie. But yes. continue. Because in the previous movie, uh, at the end, Thanos snaps, half of all life disappears. Right. So in my mind, I'm like, cool. You snap, half the life disappears. Mm-hmm. Hulk does it, which I think is funny that they're like, gigantic purple man did it. Let's get a gigantic green man to do it. And he, then there's another contrivance where uh, most of the radiation from the, uh, the it's from gamma. is gamma radiation because... Because uh, <laughs> gamma's my thing, guys. Yeah, yeah. so that makes you uh, deus ex machina. Right. So he snaps, everything comes back. Tony snaps, just the bad guys. <laughs> just the guys that he wants to disappear. <laughs> so I, I'm so that does, yes, that is. Um, they don't explain that at all. Yeah, and they don't. And and I, I can kind of let that go because I'm like, I don't need them to explain the science of the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, to that degree, right. I just kind of assume it's a magical thing beyond our control, and it bends to the will of whoever's wearing it. Yeah, because the Hulk said like, I tried to bring Black right. Widow back. Which when why I was didn't snapping. it work? I don't know. Right. I guess because, you know, you can't, as long as you have the soul stone, that life has to remain sacrificed or right, whatever. Because that's in the past. And their past is actually your future <laughs> while being this other guy's present. Except if the eagle, if the evil past version of you wants to come to the future, it can. No questions <laughs> asked. Uh, so I don't have a problem with like it. Okay. It bends to the will of whatever, whoever's wearing it. Fine. My biggest issue with the Infinity Gauntlet is. When did it become a thing where when you use it, it kills you or it's like fatal? Right. Because, okay, so it's it's inconsistent, not just across movies, but in this movie. So Thanos <laughs> uses the uses the uh, the snap in the, at the end of the first movie. He's fine. He's totally completely fine. fine. Yeah. He's completely fine. Uh, there's no there's no damage done to him. He's chilling on his island, picking space guavas, whatever. Right. In this movie. <laughs> He, you know, we when we first encounter Thanos, he has a limp. He's been severely burned. Uh-huh. Um, and he says, oh, they're like, oh, you used the gauntlet and it almost killed you or whatever they say. And he's like, no, I used the, the, the stones, stones to try to destroy, destroy the, the stones. Because it sounds like a cool line. But, okay, so that now establishes when you snap, it's when you use the, when you use the gauntlet like it should, it's fine. Right? When you use the gauntlet to do some tricky stuff, which is, or like if you use it to try to destroy itself, that's something that can be fatal to someone not as strong as Thanos. Got it. Makes sense. Makes sense. I'm with you. Yeah. Good rules, movie. I'm with you. <laughs> okay. So then why when anyone else that tries to snap, including the Hulk, who is just as strong as Thanos, whatever, yeah. let's just say he is. It almost kills the Hulk so much that he's in a sling and his skin hasn't grown back by the right. end of the movie. And then, and then Tony Stark uses it and then kills him. So obviously they wanted Tony Stark to die in this movie, and they needed a way for him to die that heroically, heroically, and saves everyone and gets rid of Thanos. So they contrived in this movie, and and not just in this movie, but ignoring the whole first act of this movie when they establish the rules for this thing. They're like, no, 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 no. It kills you no matter no matter what when you use it. I know earlier if in this... If you're not gigantic, uh, it kills you. I know early in, earlier in this same movie, we said something different, but now we need it to be different in the third act. Yeah. That was really annoying to me, and I thought Tony deserved better than that. Another 
Deus Ex. It sounds like I hated this movie. I love this movie. <laughs> uh, another Deus Ex Machina with the Infinity Gauntlet is in. So apparently, it's not the Infinity Gauntlet itself. The Gauntlet itself is not special. Right. The gauntlet that was forged on Mount Dune or whatever, whatever, whatever was established in in Civil War, or whatever, when we first like hear about it, or whatever, it doesn't matter. The glove doesn't matter. It, all that matters is the stones. Okay, I guess I can go with that in this movie. So they build this Iron Man kind of looking. They they build a gauntlet out of Iron Man tech, mm-hmm. um, and apparently it defies the laws of physics because it grows from the size of a normal man's hand to the Hulk's hand. Right. Which okay, <laughs> fine. Right, right before that happened, I was like, "How's this gonna work?" I thought. I thought what would have been a cool moment is if like. And granted, they couldn't have done this because they needed to switch the rules on how it worked. But it would have been really nice if, like, in order for Bruce Banner to do it or whoever did had to do it, they had to be in human form because that's the size that it was. So maybe Bruce, he turns into Bruce Banner at that moment from the mm. Hulk or whatever. But because if you use it now, now with the rules they've established in the third act, if you use it, you it kills you. So he couldn't do it. But anyway, yeah. that's besides the point. So they make this Iron Man gauntlet that the... That the uh, the stones sit on, and they work exactly the same, which is crazy even by Earth technology standards. <laughs> like I can't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. I can't even take uh, Windows based apps and put them on my Mac computer. So like <laughs> the fact that these dudes could take cosmic stones and just put them on an iron fist, and uh, it works exactly the same. Marvel or for reference. Tony at the end, he just kind of jams them into the. Here, here, here's, here's where we're going with this. So you mean to tell me the moment that Tony? This is the moment that Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man from 2008. He has. This is the moment where he atones for all his sins, all of his wrongdoings, everything, every misjudgment call, everything. This is the culmination of his character. He's now be, we 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 went from a guy who sells who was an arms dealer in Iron Man uh-huh. 1 who was so self-absorbed that he didn't care about the danger he put his family in by saying he's Iron Man. He's like, "You know what? Screw it. I'm Iron Man." We went from a guy who is the epitome of self-absorption to the guy who's literally so selfless that he's willing to kill himself in well, order he, to save the universe he didn't know he thought the rules of the gauntlet were different <laughs> he was still in act one <laughs> yes. he's like well in act one <laughs> so this is the culminating moment of his character the defining moment that will mark his legacy for a generation right you do it in such a way that is so cheap like it, it, it happened so cheaply that I was like wait did I miss something yeah <laughs> so Thanos and the and the crazy part of, the, of of it all is it didn't even have to happen that way. Yeah. Like Thanos puts on the new Iron Man gauntlet uh, with the, with the the stones on it, and you know they're trying to. He has it on his hand, but he hasn't been able to snap yet because they're fighting him or whatever. And so, in a moment of of bravery, quote unquote, Iron Man. Uh, no, this was the most insane part. So up until that point, Doctor Strange, who knows how the fight's going to go, is like, like, I can't tell you. He's anything. like, hey, man, hey, Tony's like, hey, man, we're getting our asses kicked. Can you tell us how to win? He's like, no, I can't tell you. Because if, if I, I told you, you wouldn't do it. No, man, I think Tony Stark <laughs> is pretty set on doing it. 
anyway, so he doesn't tell him, and then but he totally does tell him. Right. He like points. <laughs> yeah. What was like? What was the thing? He's like holding off the water. <laughs> like right when Tony's like right when Thanos gets the the gauntlet on his hand, uh, uh, Doctor Strange and Tony lock eyes, and Doctor Strange gives him this weird point, like ah ha ha, this is the moment. I thought it was like a weight finger. Like hang on. Well, oh, so and you it were wasn't. Conf- you were confused. Yes, I was like oh. Tony. What are you doing? <laughs> Big surprise. Right. <laughs> so he's like ah ha, this is the moment. And any sane person would have been like, what? What do you? What do you mean? What do you mean? This is the moment. What? What do you mean? But for some reason, Tony knows exactly what to do. He jumps on the gauntlet, like struggles with it for a moment and then jumps off. And then Thanos is like, ha ha. And he snaps and it doesn't work. And it's revealed. Oh, the stones are not on the gauntlet. And then we cut to Iron Man and the stones are forming around his Iron Man hand as as if he's wearing some kind of gauntlet. But I'm like, wait, how does that work? So that raises multiple issues. For one, the stones are apparently very easy to get out of the gauntlet. Yeah, they they don't require they don't require much prying at all. It's easier to get the infinity stones off the gauntlet than it is to get a pop tart out of a toaster once it's already popped. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> all you have to do is give it a slight tug of anyone of any strength, not just like a Thanos level person. Anyone of any strength can just you know pluck the stone off and just take it. Also, they didn't really need to build a whole specific Iron Man gauntlet. They could have just used an existing Iron Man arm yeah, if, because if, it apparently If goes, it latches oh, cool. onto anything, why build a special gauntlet that, right. that Thanos can then use? Right. Why didn't they just build a human-sized one that he could never use? <laughs> <laughs> no, they built one that's a one-size-fit-all. Why would you do that? Maybe that's why it was the Hulk, because we needed to be able to see that it would Oh, you mean Thanos's that the, the writers contrived an element of the plot to service a later <laughs> point in the plot that they thought was more valuable than uh, the logic of the plot that we're working with? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> That, that, it's crazy that that only happens one time in this movie. Is wild, man. Like, why? So here's my thing: if the movie is going to end with Tony sacrificing himself with the gauntlet, why give it to Thanos in the first place? Then you avoid this whole contrivance of like, well, he, you know, he can kind of take the stones, whatever, and secretly. Why not just have Tony put the gauntlet on? At any other point before right. Thanos gets it. No, but they we have to have the aha moment. It's like, no, you don't. Right. The aha moment. We've already seen the gauntlet on Thanos. Yes. The moment that we want is when we see Tony dying after using it. It doesn't matter that he took it from Thanos. Thanos has already had it. They cut his arm off, for God's sake, and took the gauntlet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, what? It feels like... I know there's the credited writers on the movie. There's, two, there's only two writers credited. It feels like... 12 writers wrote this movie like and hadn't read and no one wrote the, the yeah time no one travel was talking stuff. to each other <laughs> no one was communicating no one read the previous drafts they were just like no i think they we should have a moment where tony steals the stones back it's like but they already have them you know right, what i mean like yeah. why it could have been this whole thing where like here's how you instantly make this better right you have in that moment where and it seems like it was set up to be this but maybe it was changed in a draft in that moment where Hulk snaps everything back into existence, right? And then in that gr- in an amazing sequence when uh, Ant-Man is so taken by the beauty of nature and then a missile flies through the window, yeah. which I don't know how he survived that, but whatever. <laughs> it on. apparently hit him in the face, but moving on. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was an amazing sequence. The building collapses as it should. It was bombarded with missiles. And the, the Infinity Gauntlet is like underneath all the rubble. Why not just have the big fight sequence be... Okay, we know the Infinity Gauntlet is somewhere in the oh, the rubble. Our back, we put our as the Avengers, we put our backs to the rubble and defend this thing like it's the Alamo. 
Mm. There's your sequence. So you get the same. You can still have the good guy army show up and and defend it. And and you can have the big confrontation and do all of that. But then you don't have to come up with some contrived reason as to why we have to give Thanos the gauntlet back for five seconds so Tony can take it from him. Right, right. Like, in the middle of the battle, Tony sees, like, oh, this isn't going well at all. Like, we're getting our asses kicked, even though all our help showed up. You know what? I'm going to do the unthinkable. I know I'm not, you know, I know it almost killed Hulk, but I'm going to go down and I'm going to get the gauntlet. I'm going to put it on and I'm going to snap. You get the same motivation from tony you get the same dramatic moment of him using it and it killing him but you don't have to do this stupid you don't have to give the thing to thanos first which makes you have to do all this other boneheaded stuff in order for him to get it and then for tony to get it back i just don't understand yeah again i loved this movie (laughs) oh you know why because they wanted the moment where he snaps and nothing happens right but I know. We don't. Need I don't think that. that's worth it. But especially yeah. once we've already restored all of humanity, right. we don't need a, a meaningless snap anymore. Like we, we get how the gauntlet works, and we get that we've already undone what Thanos did. So he's he's already like, well, well, damn it! All everything I did is undone. We've already got the aha Thanos moment. Yeah. We don't need him to snap, and nothing happens. Right. Like I get they wanted that moment, but like, is it Actually, worth sacrificing the logic of? a really important moment of the movie yeah actually i'm pro thanos too because at the beginning of the movie everyone's sad sure but it's awfully quiet it's just really peaceful there's no traffic no they're having like people like grown men are in a room talking about their feelings and that's yeah captain america's like a counselor now it's great yeah he thanos was right i i wasn't mad at uh the the universe that Thanos made. Listen, man, Hitler, great guy. <laughs> All right, misunderstood. A lot of lot of stuff was written about him in the media that just wasn't true. Hitler's <laughs> Hitler's a great guy. All right. Oh, Stalin, good guy. Uh, no, but yeah, there were a lot of problems in this movie that didn't need to happen or be right. there, and it was just oh, uh, in that five year span, uh, where everyone's grieving. Hawkeye has been very productive. He has become a samurai master. Yeah. That's exciting. And that felt like fan service just because like there is a a thread in the comics where he becomes Ronin, which is the character that he was in this. They never call him that, but that's what he becomes. But the we haven't part- seen him with a samurai sword before, right? No. Okay. And that, and that's the big issue with that is like they haven't earned his character becoming that in any of these movies so far. Yeah. Like they only barely established that he had a family like two movies ago. Right. Okay. So this is another thing. I'm confused about the relationship between him and Black Widow. You're not the only one. Also, that relationship was pretty manufactured for this movie. Okay. If anything, Black Widow has had more of a relationship with uh, Bruce Banner, but that that wasn't convenient for this movie. Also, okay, <laughs> they yeah. made their relationship a little bit more uh, with Hawkeye. Okay, so I've seen like most of these movies, mm-hmm. but I don't know them to the full extent that mm-hmm. you do and remember all the right. details. So. From this movie, I was like, oh, okay. They, they've definitely had sex before. Well, no. but So I was like, <laughs> right. Okay. That's, that's, uh, but that, no, but I'm saying that's what you would think if watching this movie. But right. actually, they haven't. They're closer no, to so strangers. I was, I was confused. Yeah. Like, are is this a romantic thing or is it just like a really deep friendship? Unclear. And if it's, yeah. <laughs> if it's a really deep friendship because they have one of them has to sacrifice the other or whatever when they get the soul stone, I was like, okay, that's kind of a cool, like, male female 
totally platonic relationship. Mm-hmm. But that's, I feel like that's not consistent across the other movies. Is that correct? No, they're never that close. Their relationship in this movie is is essentially out of thin air. Not thin air. Like, they have chemistry and they're like, you know, they have their moments, but not anything as like as serious as this movie made it. Does that make sense? Yeah. It would have made much more sense for him, for that to be the Hulk and Natasha and not Natasha and, uh, Jeremy Renner. That was completely fabricated for this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I just, yeah, no, no, I didn't like that at all. Um, did you have any other issues with, like, did you want Hawkeye to, to die instead of Black Widow? No, I think it made sense. Out of those two, it made more sense for her. She doesn't have a family. He does. And plus, the, and I get why they killed her instead of him because they need, because no one else in this movie has a family besides Ant-Man. Um, so yeah. they needed to have another, they needed well, to have Tony a now, character yeah. return to his family, you know, especially because they were killing Tony. They're like, yeah. well, we need someone else to return to their kids. And Natasha and it does, started with him. Right. And Although, Natasha doesn't have any yeah. kids. She's. She her famously is an orphan, and so oh. she doesn't have any family. So it makes sense for her to go and not him. Um, but yeah, even though she's a home wrecker, maybe <laughs> I don't know. I don't, it's, I don't know it's, it's unclear. <laughs> it's unclear. It's very unclear. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Thor uh, as Fat Jesus. Uh-huh. Uh huh. that storyline and him going to Asgard and visiting was his mom. way too drawn out. Yeah, and then I was confused why Natalie Portman was in this movie, for but but like for like two seconds. Well, because she was in Thor one. Have you not seen? Yeah, Thor 1? no, I have. Okay. But and like, she was like the love of his life, right? But then like she just kind of disappeared, right? Yeah. Well, she probably didn't want to be in this movie. Like, didn't want right. to actually show up. She and, didn't like, actually speak. Did no, she? I'm sure that was probably CGI. Because <laughs> she famously well, does not want to be in these movies anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? That, well, that's why she wasn't in Thor Ragnarok. She uh. just doesn't enjoy them. I mean, uh. think about what it's like to be Natalie Portman in one of these movies. <laughs> uh, you mean to yeah, tell me yeah. I got to show up for four weeks to stand in front of a green screen and pretend to love this guy who I have zero chemistry with because I don't see him in these movies at all, really, because most of the time I'm looking at a green screen and like, yeah, it's a lot of money, but like I have to like be in good shape and like go to England or wherever the hell you're filming this for a month. Like, right. Uh, this isn't fun for me. I'm gonna go make a rival and oh, not a rival. What was the other? Annihilation and Annihilation yeah. and fight myself in a lighthouse. Yeah, with Oscar Isaac and weird aluminum foil men and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I was I liked that movie. It's good. Uh, weird crocodile we, monsters. We don't and, need to talk about that right now. And but bears that sound like people. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, it. These movies, I'm sure, are fun for Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Robert Downey the Jr. The guy who can show up, wear his street clothes, and just like talk shit about everybody else, and like go home and get in his Audi and right, yeah, and make fifty million dollars a movie. I mean, this it's, is it's great. This franchise is crazy for Robert Downey Jr. It's yeah, it's bananas. He owes yeah. he he really owes Marvel a, 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 his life essentially. Yeah, because before this, Robert Downey Jr. was like a a list celebrity. That's yeah. why I know a lot about him. Uh, he was a C-list celebrity, a C-list celebrity with a, a a drug habit past, who was basically Hollywood blacklisted for a long time. Yeah, and John Fav, really, he owns John Favreau a lot because John oh, Favreau made him Iron Man. John Favreau directed Iron Man One. Huh? 
John Favreau like started all. That's why he's. Uh, and John Favreau is now taking care of Tony Stark's child. Yes. Giving her cheeseburgers. Yes. Um. So yeah, Marvel. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Like literally, John Favreau made him a billionaire. You know huh. what I mean? He yeah. may not be a billionaire, but I'm sure he's close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder uh, what the like total gross of oh, dude. all these movies it's are. Not. Well, you mean the movies have made or what Tony or Robert Downey Jr. Well, made? both. Yeah, I wonder who who what individual has profited the most. I can't like unless it's like a producer. what individual the the CEO of Disney. <laughs> well, yeah, Bob Iger is his name. <laughs> uh, but no, everyone everyone is doing well at Disney right now. I'll have you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Any other issues that you had with the movie? Um, what did you think of uh, Pepper Potts' Iron Woman? Uh, the the armor is actually called Rescue, and it's from the comics. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I felt it, it was a cool armor. I will say that. Um, I liked... I, you have to have her show up because they set up the armor in the beginning. Not in the beginning, like halfway through like with the helmet and stuff like that. With his daughter? Right. Yeah. And my first thought was, who's watching the daughter? Uh, right. <laughs> second of all, uh, second of all, um, do you think when uh, they snapped, when Hulk snapped everybody back into existence, like the nanny, just like, well, because they didn't have a nanny, because the snap happened before they had the daughter. Yeah. So but never mind. Probably, I was going to make like a nanny snapping right back into into work mode, uh, but it, <laughs> the uh, the logic of the together. time travel doesn't work out. Do you think the little girl's uh, fish that probably died <laughs> on the snap came back to life? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it really... It really wasn't as cool of a character moment for Gwyneth Paltrow that it could have been if they had done more to, like, set up, like, the idea of, like... It just didn't seem like it, 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 it. To me, it felt like a wasted opportunity to do have a really pro- profound like. Oh, cool! Pepper showed up. It just felt like well, everyone else is here. Pepper might as well be here too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how it felt. Um, I did like the. Uh, I thought it was a cool moment uh, when all the Lady Avengers. Yeah. They're like, we have to get the gauntlet across this crazy battlefield. She's and like, I was you like, you can't do it by yourself. And he's right. like, she's got help. That was right. cool. Uh, and then thinking specifically, because there was a ton of middle schoolers in the um, in the showing, mm-hmm. uh, it was actually at a, a middle school. Uh, the oh, the that's right. Yeah, that's that's why it was me and a bunch of middle schoolers. Uh, no, but thinking about like how many characters there are, and uh, just representation wise, especially if you're uh, a young girl, I think that's a that was a cool moment. Yeah, no, it was a great moment. Um, yeah, I think one of the best moments of the movie is when uh, it looks like all hope is lost, and then the Doctor Strange portal opens up, and yeah, all the help arrives. I mean, obviously, that's the moment that everyone's waiting for in the movie, so it's going to be the best moment. Oh, right before that happened, mm-hmm. uh, Captain America is like on the ground; his shield is broken. Mm-hmm. Right, Thanos is monologuing about something. He monologues a lot, <laughs> yeah. he, like. And I know that's like the the hack joke to make is like, oh, hey super villains, stop why don't you stop monologuing so much? Uh, I know that's like the hack joke to make, but like in this movie, it almost is like it almost beca- falls into self parody. Mm-hmm. The amount of monologuing he does, it's like any moment that someone's knee touches the ground in defeat, he's like, 
good now i have a few minutes i'm gonna go into uh this soliloquy i wrote for this moment it almost and, and it's always delivered and the choice by josh brolin and the directors is to always he's all he's never out of control of his of his uh mm-hmm. he's always measured and very like kind of stoic and kind of like um yeah pensive he never yells no he never, he's never screams. Mad. it's not nicholas cage it's the opposite of nicholas cage it's very measured it's like uh but because of that it it starts to sound a little monotonous so yeah. like it, it almost like on cue it's like he picked he's picking up right from like the it's like they had him record one hour's worth of monologue and then he just chopped it up across <laughs> the movie <laughs> Well, so what was weird about that part specifically is they're they're very tight shots. So yes. you see Captain America and he's got the broken shield, yeah. and then a tight shot of Thanos and he's monologuing yes. whatever. And then uh, a Captain they do America that less CGI, but keep going. What was that they do that because less CGI, right? You do a close up on Thanos, you don't have to animate the rest of his body, right? <laughs> well, so then it zooms out to a wide shot, right? And they're like. 200 feet apart. How can you hear him? Well, yeah. And I was like, you guys should be shouting to they each other. They make that joke in Shazam. Have you seen Shazam? Oh, no. There's like a moment where like uh, they're both the bad guy. Shazam and the bad guy are like really far away. They're both floating because they're both like Superman powered beings. Uh-huh. And they're like clearly really far away. But you don't. I mean, you know how far away they are. But typically in movies like that, they can just somehow hear each other. Yeah. Uh, so Mark Strong. It starts on Mark Strong. It starts with the wide shot. And he's talking. And then it cuts to him and you see Mark Strong is a bad guy. And he's like, he's like, I don't get it. Why don't you just join me and we can rule these people and blah, blah, blah. And he's monologuing. And then it cuts to the wide shot. And uh, and and Zachary Levi's like, it's like really quiet. And Zachary Levi's like, I, I, I can't hear you. You're, you're like really far away. And he's like, you expect me? Great. It, it's really funny. That's so they good. make they literally make that joke okay. in another superhero movie. That, that's so funny. that's really funny. Speaking of another superhero movie, when Thor cleans up, yeah, he looks like Aquaman. Yeah. I was like, Jason Momoa's in this movie? Yeah. Weird. Long-haired Thor does yeah. look a little bit like. And it was funny because as soon as he like grabs his hammer he's in and shape axe. again yeah, well <laughs> no he, he wasn't no he wasn't in shape but that would have been cool <laughs> his beard braided itself <laughs> did it really yeah it was like <laughs> <laughs> that he in his mind that makes him look more professional <laughs> right. well, if he can do that he can't lose his gut in the process <laughs> he's like no i like the gut it can stay um yeah, yeah. no that i think so let's let's give our top three favorite moments of the movie all right, you go first. Top three favorite moments. Uh, when all of the circles are opening up, mm-hmm. it, right after what we're talking about, mm-hmm. where everyone shows up. I was like, oh, this is a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And then it's a cool shot, too, because as the camera like pans over, each of the circles you see totally different worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like portals. Uh, that's one. Mm-hmm. Let me think of another one while you do one. Um, one of my favorite moments is the encounter between Hulk and the Ancient One from uh, Doctor Strange. Oh yeah. Um, I thought that showed a lot of restraint on the filmmaker side. Uh-huh. Uh, restraint is kind of a theme for me with this movie because I was really surprised at how subtle the movie was. Um, in a lesser film, there would have been some obligatory action sequence between them where they yeah. fight for five minutes. Right. And she just like hits him and <laughs> well, knocks I, I, him out. I like that they're they those two people are arguably the two not necessarily smartest were in Bruce Banner, you could argue that, but I think they're the two most wise characters in the universe at this moment. Uh-huh. Um and 
he 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 doesn't know who she is. And once he realizes who she is in terms of her power and stuff like that, when she astral projects him out of his body mm-hmm. with her hand, you cut away. And then when we cut back, they've just had a really civil, intelligent conversation about what's going on. Yeah. And I just loved that because this is not the Matrix Reloaded. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like... You, uh, you never know who someone is until you fight them or whatever that guy yeah. says to Neo after they've had some obligatory fight scene. I also love those movies. But um, yeah, I just like that it showed a lot of restraint and class again in this movie. We're like, they're the two smartest, most wise people in this movie. They don't need to have a kung fu fight to figure out what's going on. Right, right. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Um, I also loved... Well, I guess it's part of the same scene, but later on. Marvel's always very creative with their superpower uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did the same thing in this movie. Uh, just very interesting combinations of... Uh, like in the fight scenes and stuff? Yeah, Like yeah. pairing up different people and stuff yeah. like that? Um, and yeah. And they can do cool stuff together. And Anything jump just... out at you, like, in particular? Well, it's difficult because... We got to see just about every character do something right. once we got going. And it was like, here's half a second of this person doing this. And yeah. then it pans Some over. Some of them were more impressive than others. Yes. <laughs> like, I always laughed when, like, like uh, Winter Soldier comes up and he's just firing a machine gun. <laughs> that that was actually very... <laughs> so when we see Jeremy Renner as a, a samurai... Uh-huh. Uh, that For the was, first time ever in this franchise. Right. That was very jarring, that scene, because it was like, I don't remember what was right before it, but it cut to a whole lot of samurai swords and a lot of machine guns. And I was like, we don't see machine guns in these movies. What? Right. There's no, usually no what guns, except this? for Captain America Civil or uh, Winter Soldier. If you've seen that movie, there's a lot yeah. of gunfire in okay, that movie. Yeah. But, um, that is good. Another moment for me that jumps out is... Uh, when Thor or when Captain America uses Thor's hammer. Yes. Um, I, I, you have to suspend your disbelief because he's wielding it like he's been using it his entire life. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, he's uh, like, oh, you spin it, right? Cool. I got it. <laughs> yeah. And you just summon it and I can make it ricochet off stuff. And I, you know, what I mean? summons lightning or <laughs> how do I do the lightning thing? I just reach up. OK, yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little like, all right, far fetched. But I loved the just the. um that moment is just amazing. Like, because yeah. I don't know, it's just, I mean, you're a comic book fan. You, you, that's what you want to see is you want to see Captain America wielding Thor's hammer. Like that and was just, it was amazing. Shield, yeah. It was just, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. And then that moment later when they switch and Thor's like, no, 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 you, you take the hammer. I'll take the big one. Like that was just, yeah. it was just great. It was great. Yeah. Um, your third, my third, best uh, moment. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm still fresh off of it. Yeah, and it just it felt felt like I watched. Well, I'll tell you three my movies. third, and then what's your third? My third is uh, and this was honestly my my number one. It's my favorite moment of the whole movie, and I teared up. The moment when oh, I do have a moment where I teared up. The moment when all the heroes are returning, and Tony sees Spider Man. For the first time, and he's literally speechless. And for Peter, no time has passed. It's been like a moment since he like faded away. And he, I mean, he's rambling and he's kind of like being Peter Parker and firing off in the mouth. And Tony is just so happy to see him. Like, like he can't even. He totally can't even. Like he doesn't (laughs) have the word. Like he literally can't even. 
and he just embraces Peter yeah. Parker. And for me, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I have a giant Spider-Man tattoo on my thigh that I'm showing you right at this moment. I've never seen that before. That's because you've never seen my upper thigh. <laughs> wow. You should show those off more. And this is not a bit. This is not. I have a giant. No, it's legitimate. I'll, I'll post this on the weekly regular Ooh. Instagram. I have a giant Spider-Man tattoo. <laughs> I have a giant Spider-Man tattoo um, right at the top of my thigh. And uh, I love Spider-Man as a hero, as a concept. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is one of my favorite movies that movie of all time. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so to see Tony Stark embrace Peter Parker in that way was just like, the acting was just incredible in that moment. It was just, for a moment, it felt like time stopped. And they, no matter what happened after that, it was just, it mattered to Tony that he let Peter Parker know how much... He loves him and how happy it was he was to see him. And I felt like that was a really, that was just, that was it for me. Well, the movie t- could have ended there and I'd have been cool, sick. Yeah. But actually we had another hour worth of movie. Yeah, I was going to say that. time didn't actually stop because their present is actually future them's uh, mm-hmm. past. While at the same time, the bad guys can jump to the future. And they couldn't travel through time again because they're out of pin Particles. Because they left their, the creator of pin Particles in the past. <laughs> so <laughs> um uh, uh i did have a little lump in my throat at that point too mm-hmm. uh the other moment and i don't so know this if this is your got third you. moment yes i'll say this is well it's not the moment itself but it's the connection <laughs> well, it wasn't of moments that good. <laughs> <laughs> uh the love you 3000 uh, Tony said that to his daughter oh, in the, said it at the beginning in the, the Tupac hologram thing at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. When Tony uh, plays Coachella uh, <laughs> as a hologram <laughs> yeah. and says, love you 3000. Um, I do think that. Uh, so this, as I do when these Marvel movies come out, because I'm a crazy person, I have theories and predictions about what's going to happen in Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh-huh. I think they're stressing that this actually isn't the end of this era of Marvel films, but Spider-Man Far From Home is, is because I think Tony Stark will be in Spider-Man Far From Home, but as a hologram. Oh, I think yeah. Tony... Uh, because we've seen this before where uh, a constant theme in like the Iron Man... And then now the Spider-Man kind of world is that Tony, all of his suits, everything that he does and lives is operated by an AI system. It used to be Jarvis who became the vision. Then it's Friday of this like female version. I think is Rebecca Black is. Yes. Rebecca Black is the Iron Man suit AI. I think um, going forward, it would not surprise me if the new AI system is next Friday. Yes, it's, it's next Friday, and then after that, it's Friday after next. Uh, um, and then they're going to bug him for a few years to make uh, a fourth Friday, and he's going to be like, nah, I don't think so. I don't know if we can, and then surprise everyone and say, we're totally doing it. <laughs> and it's called Last Friday. No, um, uh, no, I think there's a good chance that the AI system, the new AI system in Peter's yeah. suit will be Tony. a... a um, CGI hologram of Robert Downey Jr. So you, or get, at least his voice, or at least his voice. Yeah. Um, 
some kind of representation of Robert Downey Jr. in that movie. Now, beyond yeah. that, I don't think so. But maybe in this movie, because I don't know if he'll be the fully fl- the full fledged AI system, but I I feel like he will he will have left. I feel like that message that we watched from the helmet of when he told his daughter, "Love you." He's got a lot whatever, of those. He that wasn't his only message. Right. <laughs> now that we've established that he can do that, <laughs> I'm sure he's recorded a lot of those messages specifically for Peter, especially because like. He, if that was a way, it's it's established that that was a way that he was processing through all of his emotions and stuff like that. Whether or not people were going to hear these or or right listen, at the beginning. Yeah. So if he thinks that Peter's never coming back, especially right. especially for five years, I'm sure he's recorded backlogs of these things that if Peter were to ever somehow hear them, you know that type of thing. Yeah, you know totally, what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, I'm sure that's how Peter will, you know, it'll lead him to find really cool stuff, gadgets, uh, all that kind of stuff. So he'll be kind of like the, uh, a voice from the past that, that Peter can kind of, kind of like that scene in Drumline when, uh, when Nick Cannon gets those jazz tapes from his dead father. <laughs> and he, all of a sudden that helps him be a really, really good, uh, marching snare it's, drummer. It's uh, going to be Tony Stark playing jazz. <laughs> Holograms of Tony Stark playing jazz. <laughs> yeah. Um, in a marching band outfit. Oh, um, but yeah. So don't be surprised if that happens. Uh, a two-part question. Yeah. What uh, is your favorite Marvel character? Spider-Man. And what is your favorite Marvel movie? Like, if you could, uh, like, not not necessarily like plot-wise, but like vibe-wise, because they're all a little different. So if you could like hang out in one of the movies mm. in that world and then who was your favorite uh character? my favorite character like if like if you could have those powers oh spider-man hands down okay. i think spider-man's powers are are great because he's like of of all the marvel characters that exist in the cinematic universe at this point his powers seem like they're the most fun and also the most versatile uh-huh. like iron man's great only as far as his suits don't get destroyed and have a power source. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Captain Marvel might be cool, but at the same time, no. Uh, I think Spider-Man's powers are the coolest and the most versatile. They're definitely not the most, like, always useful. Like, yeah. I'm sure it'd be much more useful to be Doctor Strange, but, like, that's not as cool. So that that would be my choice. Really? Yeah. Well, it's because you're lazy. Well, n- well... <laughs> I think he, you don't have to walk anywhere. Exactly. His stuff's super tight. And then I've been reading a bunch of like uh, Eastern theology lately. So all right, all right. The, the the vague like, ooh. Save it for a Sam Harris podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the vague like uh, Eastern religious stuff in there. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Uh, I I think you would get tired of it pretty quickly though. Th- that power set. I don't it's know, like, man. You can just day, spin you're... circles all the time. <laughs> like, hey, check this out. It's a cool party trick. But, but, but if we're talking about, like, if, if to get those powers, do you have to do everything that that person did to get those powers? Because oh. he had to study and learn all the incantations. Yeah, like, he I can would... do it at the drop of a dime now because he's spinning. No, I'm saying I put on a, an Infinity Gauntlet. It doesn't kill me. <laughs> I snap, and then I have those powers. <laughs> oh, well, in that case, then it might be cool to be Doctor Strange, but I would still pick Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Okay, what about uh, a movie that you, like, what vibe of movie would you want to hang out in? Uh, Black Panther. Because... We're Why gonna, wouldn't you? We're gonna, we're gonna. It's got the best music. Well, well, so we're gonna, we're gonna be, we're gonna say exactly the answers that 
uh, we would expect. Do you, do you know what I would say? Thor? No. Uh, that was the widest one I could think of. Uh, <laughs> think, about, <laughs> think about me specifically. You specifically. Um, Iron Man? No. I don't know. It's going to be, you're going to be like, oh. Oh, uh, hold on. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy? Guardians of the Galaxy. Because of music? Yeah. Music oh. and Chris Pratt. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But no, I, I feel like they're always like in places I wouldn't want to be, like gross. I'm, I'm down. Planets inside of heads and like molten oh, I'm down. monsters and shit. I'm super like, no. down. And, and I love the soundtrack. But you can get that soundtrack on Earth, and <laughs> <laughs> you can be, you can be, you can right now craft a playlist of that soundtrack. All that music exists, <laughs> and you don't have to run from a monster to listen to it. <laughs> that would, if I was Chris Pratt's character, that would be like if I was Star Lord. That would be the biggest bummer of a lifetime is to realize that like everything that I cherish and love and hold dear is like easily accessible on earth right at this moment and if i just go there i have i can enjoy everything that i love and then some and not have to fear for my life like all star lord has to do is just go back to earth and he can live a normal life you know well, what i mean well yeah <laughs> like he has the ability to do that he has a spaceship just go back to earth live your life yeah but he's a he's a man of space now is he he is. No, yeah, he's in every a, situation he's, he's in, he seems ill-equipped for it. He, but <laughs> or he's quill-equipped. He, okay. <laughs> he's uh, what's the term? Because uh, his dad uh, is a god, like a celestial, a living planet. Yeah, I loved that. I was, I was super. You're into a Kurt that. Russell guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I would pick Black Panther because it's a world where black people have the leg up, not just in. Not just in the sense that we already do, but like the upper thigh up. Yeah, the upper thigh. Your upper thigh up. No, black people are like. I don't know. It's it's a world where black people, uh, at least in some part of the world, were like (laughs) never crippled by colonialism. Right. (laughs) And I would love to see what that would look like. And thrived. Yeah. Yeah, Well, we 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 did thrive until colonialism. Right. But, but I mean, thrived through to modern day mm-hmm. and like very technolo- so I technologically advanced. So I love to see that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and I'd love to live in that world. Uh, where, like, that, the black that, people are the coolest people on the planet. I don't want to uh, burst your bubble, but uh, that soundtrack is also available on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not in their world. Like they can't go by the Black Panther theme in real life. Uh, you think Kendrick Lamar doesn't exist in their world? No, yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't write songs about Black Panther in that universe. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, and we don't know if Kendrick Lamar exists in that universe. Maybe it's a Kendrick Lamarless universe, or and he, definitely like the score doesn't exist in their universe. <laughs> Where like in Guardians of the Galaxy, like the score is those songs. So like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, because they were pre-existing songs. What do Wakandan rappers sound like? That's what we need to get into Ooh. for the sequel. Who's who's the Wakandan Kendrick Lamar? I'm sure he's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, you're his... trying to think of a bit to say that wasn't racist. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm drawing nothing. a blank here. Uh. <laughs> oh man! Uh, in the funeral scene at the end, mm-hmm. uh, it was panning past everyone, and then it got to Black Panther, and then who was standing with him? Shuri and. Um... Ooh, I can't remember, but the head of the uh, the the Dormilaje, his like yeah. private security. I forget her name. 
uh, bald woman. Yes. Though, right. Uh, well, all the Dormelage are bald, but yeah. Yes. Um, no, his suit that he was wearing. I was like, oh my. Oh yeah. No. He's, he's always dressed Woof. in the nines, and he dresses like that in real life too, which is does crazy. he really? Yeah. You just Google. They're just Chad- like, hey man, just wear wear some cool. <laughs> Do you wear what you would wear to a funeral? Uh, just Google Chadwick Boseman red carpet, and like, it's just it's always like uh. him and Mahershala Ali uh, are like some of the best dressed guys in Hollywood right now. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Trying to think, you got any other questions or bones? To um, pick? I think that's pretty much. Oh, uh, April twenty fifth was the release date. Uh huh. Um, and then it was like five years later. So, uh, April twenty fifth, twenty twenty four is going to be Thanos Day. They're they're have set themselves up for that. Twenty what? Twenty twenty four. Oh, that's so Thanos in, Day in five years. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone's gonna be like, it's Thanos Day, Happy Thanos Day, or Endgame Day, or Avengers Day. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, oh, did we talk about how do you how did you like the the Captain America wrap up? Oh, I I definitely saw it coming um, when he was like when they were like, oh, the pin particles. We only have a one way, yeah, uh, one way and back. I was like, well, he's obviously gonna go back to some time where he can be with his lady. So I called that too. Uh, on Facebook again, I use my Facebook primarily to uh, get in philosophical and/or political debates with people and make predictions about Marvel-based uh, <laughs> uh, properties. Um, I did. I did call that too. Uh, I I thought when I was making predictions early on about this movie, I was like, we know that one major character is dying. Uh, it was, and for my money, it was between Tony Stark and Captain America. Mm-hmm. And I was leaning more towards Captain America because I knew, um, Chris Evans was very vocal about being done, being done and not, yeah. and his, con- he's, his contractual obligation was up and he's like, look, I'm over these movies. Um, I'm going to pull a Natalie Portman. <laughs> I'm and- sick of having to have a six pack, uh, for <laughs> six months out of the year. I want to eat cheeseburgers and drink beer. Right. Um, so he, I, my money was on him and I, as it got closer to the movie and they were talking about time travel stuff, I'm like, Oh, I know what's going to happen. Uh, I originally thought, that the the infinity gauntlet couldn't be destroyed like the stones couldn't be destroyed and um in order to and and i had the same thought process that thanos had was uh, as long as the gauntlet exists in our universe it's always a temptation for someone to use it to do something terrible Mm -hmm. um so in his mind he was like oh i'm gonna destroy it but i thought maybe they couldn't be destroyed and i thought so in order to make sure it's not in our reality someone would have to volunteer to take it outside of our reality and not tell anyone else where they were going right so in my mind i'm Uh... like oh so captain america is going to sacrifice himself by uh, using using the the gauntlet to send himself and the gauntlet to some kind of alternate reality where like it's just because you know how in the soul stone when he throws Gamora uh, Thanos when he throws Gamora in Infinity War he uh-huh. throws uh, Gamora off the cliff and then it takes him to this like kind of ethereal reality uh-huh. which is him and her like, and uh, he's yeah. talking to her. Um, I thought something like that was going to happen with Captain America where he would snap it and everything would be dist- uh, restored and Thanos would be destroyed. But it he took the gauntlet to some ethereal reality that no one could get to where it's just him in his prime and Peggy Carter at her prime and they just live together in some weird ethereal existence for the rest of time. So he'll I mean, essentially, he's 
quote unquote dead for all intents and purposes because he's not in our reality gone, anymore yeah. and he will probably be there forever but at least he's with the love of his life does that make sense right, so yeah. i thought that that it was something like that so i kind of called it it was a little bit different uh but because this was more time travel based and not really they quickly abandoned the alternate reality stuff really quickly when it came to right. the infinity gauntlet they're like no it's strictly it was just a time travel thing like they quickly got rid of like oh you can go to any dimension or whatever right because there's they, a reality they stone that they hit yeah they hinted at that in the last movie yes and i was like this move this end game is gonna be bonkers yeah and it was but it just was time only travel. time so yeah. really you only needed the time stone <laughs> like why do we have all these other stones yeah. just get the green one that's all you need but um but anyway i digress but yeah but they did have a similar structure wise they did have a similar thing where he decided to after delivering the stones back uh, to their rightful places in the timeline, he decided to stay in what, whatever time he, he went back to and live a life with Peggy Carter. He apparently went back uh, far enough that she wasn't with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she wasn't older than, like, you know, we remember her. Right. Um, but it was, and I guess, because I'm like, well, then her age was kind of inconsistent to me that's because, true because he went back to the 70s and she looked like she always does it like right. what she did in the 40s but she I'm should like, have been wait. minimum like 50 like, you know, 50 years old i'm yeah. like wait she's not 50 why is she so i didn't understand that at all yeah and then so i'm like well and i wonder if that was just a mistake because she's clearly i mean yeah. there's a whole series on uh that was on tv called agent carter that right. takes place in the 40s where right. she's like 30 years old. Right. So, so, you, so yeah, anyway, sometime in the 70s. Yeah. That was yeah. really weird. Um and and uh his dad too. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man's dad. Uh like he would have been a little older than that in the 70s. Yeah. Cuz in like 1945 or whenever that was in like the first Captain America and then in Agent Carter, he's I mean He's pushing 40. You know what I mean? Like that actor, he was, you know, in his late 30s. So by the time the 70s roll around, that guy would have been, you know, a little older than that. He looked pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we have uh, successfully torn this movie a new one. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, but all that to say, I know it sounds like I hated this movie, but I only think this hard about things that I really love. And obviously, I really love this movie because there, there are some people who have listened who have probably turned this off by now. But there are some people who listen to this like, why does he care so much? This is a stupid movie about stupid people in stupid <laughs> costumes doing stupid stuff. And you know what? It is that. <laughs> and you love it. And I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, overall, I thought it was a, a very good movie, mm-hmm. uh, and wrapped up the last 10 years of, uh, sorry, 11 years 11 of years. Marvel movies. 11 years, 22 movies. Crazy. Yeah, that's bonkers. Oh, one more thing before we get out of here. The, what'd you think about the Stan, Stan Lee cameo? Oh yeah, it was great. You did also call that. Well, you also kind of called that because they went back to the seventies and he drives by, uh, and that got massive applause in the theater. I I did call that they would see him in the past. I thought that this was, I feel like the way I pitched it on Facebook was way better than this one. <laughs> to me, I get that uh, he probably filmed this one yeah. before he passed. and oh, Filmed in quotation marks because he wasn't driving a car flying down the freeway. But I'm sure they filmed this one before he passed. So they were like, well, we should use this one. But at the same time, if this is like, and they've confirmed that this is the last 
one that he filmed. Yeah. Um, that I think there will be one in Spider-Man, but it, it won't be one that he filmed. It'll be something else. Yeah. Uh, but this will confer- be another AI. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'll, uh, yeah, that'd be weird. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, this is the last one that he filmed. So ostensibly this is like the, his last one. I, I would have loved for them to do something a little bit more like thoughtful than like just a guy him, driving, him, by. driving a car with some floozy going <laughs> like i was like come on man he deserves more than that this is the conclusion of his you know yeah come on man so for all those out there who don't follow me on facebook but you should my, my pitch was i thought it, because this movie we knew um that it would involve a lot of time travel i thought it would have been really nice to have the avengers um travel back you know and and amongst all their time traveling to different time periods they end up in the 60s or the 70s and they stumble across a younger uh stanley a de-aged a de-aged stanley who is in the midst of creating a comic book characters like they're they're like they stumble upon this guy who's drawing and he's maybe drawing a picture of, of Iron Man or like an early version of Spider-Man or, or a super deep cut hero that we haven't seen. Yeah, maybe, but I, th- I thought it'd be really cool for him to draw one of the characters that he is seeing. Yeah. So he's drawing a really crude Iron Man or like the, an early Spider-Man. And then he, he, you know, they stumble into his office and he looks up and he looks down at his paper and looks up, looks down at his paper, looks up, looks down at his paper, uh, looks yeah. up. And there's just this moment of like, he doesn't have to say anything because obviously they would have had to done this, do this digitally because like they didn't have this, but there's just this moment of like, of whimsy for him as like a, and, and because it's, it's a beautiful moment. It, it would have been a beautiful moment because it's like in the scene, he's seeing his creation in come to, come to life. life, but that's metaphorically it, what yes. he's been watching for the past 20 years, years or yeah. however long we've been making superhero movies longer than yeah, the Marvel yeah, stuff, yeah. but most importantly in this Marvel stuff. So I thought that would have been a really nice poetic like moment. And instead, and instead we get, <laughs> I was like, all right. I mean, I guess, you know, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I thought that would have been, if, if I were directing it, 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 I'll do a director's cut. I'll do the CGI. I'll do it, and I'll put it on a DVD, and I'll I'll Great. sell it. And if anybody wants it, they can have it. I'll just, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll just film it, put it on YouTube. Great. Anybody who wants to watch it, cool. Yeah, I'm pr- I'm pretty good with MS Paint on my computer. I can I'll, I'll figure out the graphic stuff. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll make it happen. I'll find an old guy. We'll put a wig on, a mustache. It'll be fine. It'll work out. And I'll just, <laughs> that'd be so funny to shoot it. And then just like once uh, Spider-Man or once uh, Endgame is out on DVD, just like rip the, the DVD and just edit it into the movie. Like where that, where that sequence is. People, so people looks, have done that with Star Wars. For sure. But it looks like really bad. Yeah. And like <laughs> It's some guy who's clearly not Stanley. That'd be really funny. It's just an old guy that answered your Craigslist ad. <laughs> yeah. Who would do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I thought a moment like that would have been nice. Um, but instead, they chose Wee-oo. Floozy yeah. driving down the street. I feel like they probably filmed that because I know they filmed these movies somewhat like at the same time. Like they filmed them somewhat like. Well, yeah, I'm sure the, I, the they filmed them quote unquote. They say that they filmed them quote unquote like 
one after the next. I'm sure, but they don't film movies chronologically. That'd be insane. Right. <laughs> so like, I'm sure they like shot like when they needed, you know, the rubbly sort of battle scenes between Thanos and the heroes, whether it was in the first movie or the second movie, I'm sure they shot all those together. Yeah. Look, we hit, we are using the same set. Let's just get it over with. So I'm sure they probably shot that with Stan Lee, like pretty early on in the first movie yeah. where like everyone was on a high of like, we're doing it and let's woo, you know, but <laughs> I don't think they first Woo! saw the tone. Wait, say that again, Stan. <laughs> Wait, no, no, that was good. Hey, are we rolling? Are we rolling? Sound? Are we rolling? <laughs> should we get? Should we get maybe another scenario of of Stanley for Cameo? No, I feel ah, great about this. I feel like we nailed it. I feel great. And that was before they had written Endgame or like Stanley had passed. So like they were just riding the we high. Have, we baby. have a bunch of these. We'll we'll pick yeah, one of them. <laughs> And if not, we'll just wait till after this one comes out. We'll just get another one if we need it. Stan's here. He'll be here. <laughs> He's in good health. That's fine. <laughs> He's jogging. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. But I just hope that that's not the last Stanley cameo we see in a Marvel movie. It's yeah. him flying down a freeway in a Camaro going, <laughs> <laughs> I just really hope that that's not the last one. Because <laughs> yeah. I will be very sad. But that was Avengers Endgame. That was Avengers Endgame, and this has been the Weekly Regular. Yes. Uh, where can people find you on the internet, Brandon? Uh, at Bisha, Bisha, Bisha. You can find me at Asan the DJ, at A H S O H N the DJ. And you can find both of us at, at Weekly Regular uh, on the platform of your choice. You were going to say dot com. <laughs> <laughs> not at weeklyregular.com we don't have a website we can't afford it this is a free podcast <laughs> uh, even though brandon is a webmaster he refuses to make us a website dude you can't afford me <laughs> uh yeah we will see you guys uh when does this come out uh monday no the following, following. Ne- we'll see you next week yeah we'll see you next week <laughs> later <laughs>